I saw someone this morning when I came in and I said to him, I missed you last week. Then it dawned on me I was the one that was gone. I guess I missed myself. But we're back. The Lord is good, isn't he? And we're blessed to be here to be able to worship together and to allow the Holy Spirit to come in. Let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer, shall we? Speak to our hearts, O Lord. Speak the tender words of truth that can only come from you. Guide us to that heavenly throne to prepare us for that soon coming of Jesus is our prayer in his name. Amen. We had the scripture reading this morning in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. I want to look at it again because it was a very important scripture that took place that the religious leaders in the days of Jesus when he was born held close to their heart. It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. I want to look at this verse to see what it's saying for just a moment. Who's going to send Elijah the prophet? The Lord's going to send him. There's only one time that we can say that is the great and dreadful day of the Lord. It's great for some, it's dreadful for others. And what day is that? Second coming. We've got to see it in that context. It's the only time that we can say it is the great day of the Lord. And then for those, many of them, it's a dreadful day. So let's look at Revelation 6, verses 15 through 17 for a moment. It says, And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come and who's able to stand? So the question arises, Will there be a literal resurrection of Elijah before the second coming of Jesus? Well, first of all, there can't be a literal resurrection from the dead because Elijah never died. Look at the biblical account of Elijah and his assistant Elisha in 2 Kings 2 verse 11. It says, Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. So Elijah never died. He was taken up into heaven. Okay. So what does it mean that God will send Elijah before this great and dreadful day? Well, we got to look at another clue. That's found in the New Testament. You gotta look at all clues that you possibly can. Matthew chapter 17, verses 10 through 13. And his disciples asked him, asked Jesus, saying, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? 
Jesus answered and said to them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah has come already and they did not know him, but did to him whatever they wished. And likewise, the Son of Man, that's Jesus, is also about to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them about John the Baptist. No, wait a minute. The Bible says Elijah's going to come. The religious leader says it's Elijah that's to appear. And Jesus says he's already appeared, but it wasn't Elijah, it was John the Baptist. Here's what Zacharias the priest said to Elizabeth. Now, Gary McClarty is going to hear this. I thought he was stealing my thunder last week at the school board meeting. He had worship, and he was saying almost the same thing that I already had written in my notes for the sermon as well, too. But let's look at what Zacharias the priest said to Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, when she was pregnant with John. Luke 1, verse 17. He, that's John, will also go before him, that's before Jesus, In the spirit and power of Elijah. What does that mean? Well, let's look at Luke chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. So Elijah, it's not the literal coming of Elijah back from heaven, back down to this earth to be able to speak. But it was one who was being led by the Holy Spirit, just like Elijah was led by the Holy Spirit. It is John the Baptist that he's speaking of, and it would be, Him coming in the Holy Spirit who's leading and guiding him just like the prophet Elijah. And he'll have a mission and Jesus explains that mission as he's talking to those who who came out to the wilderness to hear the John the Baptist. Look what it says in Matthew 11 verses 9 through 14. Jesus is talking to the group that went out to see John the Baptist. What did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force for all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John. And if you are willing to receive it, that's to receive the divine message given, given to him by God, but from the prophets, he, whoever relates to that divine message, is Elijah who is to come. So this Elijah that's coming is one who hears what the prophets have had to say in the past, who sees his mission as one of using the words of the prophets 
to be able to prepare the way of the coming of the Lord. And in that particular instance, it was John the Baptist who was preparing the way for the coming of the Messiah, who was Jesus who came to this earth. But we still haven't looked at the Elijah that's to come before that great and terrible day, the second coming of Jesus. So if it is a person who is, who is taking what the prophetic message and the teachings were of the past and relating it to the world, if it was a human being that was to do that, then it would be reckoned that it would be the same way just before Jesus comes. The biblical teachings of prophecies given by a human messenger that is being preached to the world to prepare them to meet the Messiah. And they do this by the power and the spirit that comes from God. So that same spirit and power that, he, that led Elijah was the same spirit and power that led John the Baptist. And it's the same spirit and power that's going to, to carry on a message to the world to prepare for the soon second coming of Jesus. Does that make sense? Just before Jesus comes, that same powerful message of preparation will be proclaimed to a lost world. And who will be the ones that will proclaim that message? Ah, James. James, the half-brother of Jesus, gives us another clue. James chapter 5 and verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. You see, even though the Holy Spirit was leading him, Elijah is just like another human being. There was nothing special about Elijah. There was nothing special about John the Baptist. They were lay people like you and me with a nature like ours. The same spirit that moved Elijah is the same spirit that moved Move John the Baptist, and it's the same spirit that moves you and me. And this is what will happen. Here's the same context of what James just said. And we're going to take a look at James describing in James 5, verses 19 and 20. It says, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. What's that saying? That is saying that in this world there are a lot of people, even some in our own families, who have wandered away from the truth. They were raised in the truth. Some of you, and, and, I, and I include myself as well too, have children who have wandered out from what they were raised to believe. Somebody in the spirit, the same spirit that he led Elijah, the same spirit that leads, that led John the Baptist, is the same spirit that can lead them, that somehow, some way can turn these individuals back into the truth to let them know their errors and to introduce to them 
the message of preparation for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. That person is like Elijah. That person could be you and should be you. Because that's what we're supposed to do. So it could be you that will lead somebody back to Christ. I'm a firm believer that, that many of the individuals that we come in contact with is not a coincidence. It is the divine act of God. And if you're being led by the Spirit of God, He's bringing them into your life for you to be able to help prepare them for the soon coming of Jesus. Does that make sense? That means you're Elijah. You're Elijah. And here's the problem. I want to take a moment right now to apologize on behalf of the denomination concerning pastors who may not be preparing people for the soon second coming of Jesus. For some who may have harmed and hurt people at times, maybe knowingly, maybe unknowingly, but have hurt people, maybe even some of our own family members who are no longer attending church because of what has been said and what has been done. I apologize for them. My prayer for them, and I hope it is your prayer as well too, is that we should say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. With that in mind, there is a message that we need to bring to those pastors, a message to bring to, to loved ones, a message that we need to bring to the world. Matthew 3, verses 1 through 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. That is the message that you and I are supposed to give to the lost world. Am I right? Jesus is coming very, very soon. But when you begin to look out over the world, you don't even have to go as far as the world. If you begin to look out at your own family, you are seeing individuals who may not be ready. And we've got to help prepare the way of the Lord for them. But pastor, there are some people who just infuriate me. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want them to repent. I hope they burn. Some of them make me so angry 
And some of them have hurt me so deeply that I want to have done to them what the disciples of Christ told Jesus when Luke 9 verses 51 through 54. Now it came to pass when the time had come for him, Jesus, to be received up or to be taken to Jerusalem to die on the cross, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they, the Samaritans, did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just like Elijah? Is that the Elijah message? They're being led by a spirit, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Let's burn those scallywags. Kill them, Lord. They're no good. Let's let fire come down like Elijah made come down when the prophets of Baal burnt them up on Mount Carmel. That's not the Elijah message. Luke 9, verses 55 and 56. Look what Jesus said to them when they said that. But he, Jesus, turned and rebuked them. And he said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to do what? Save them. The Elijah message is to save mankind, to prepare them for the coming of Jesus. If John the Baptist was to have a special mission given to him by the Holy Spirit that moved Elijah, we need to know that mission so that we can prepare the way of the Lord in the right spirit, don't you think? So here is that mission that was given to, to Zechariah, who then explained it to John the Baptist's mother, who then eventually explained it to John the Baptist and the life that he led. Luke 1, verses 76 through 79. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you, guess what Jesus is going to call you if you were to prepare the way for the people? It's the same type of title. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the way of peace. So the Elijah message is to share knowledge that we have learned from the Bible concerning salvation, how to be saved. And we're to share that to people. Not how to be burned, but how to be saved. And through tender mercy, we are to give light to those who are sitting in darkness 
We're to be the light of the world as the Spirit of Christ shines through us. That message of knowledge, I want to tell you, is happening right now. That's going on not only in our church, because we have people that meet together every Sabbath afternoon and bring in visitors, not just to eat, but to study the desire of ages, to prepare them for the soon coming of Jesus. That spirit and power of Elijah is being resurrected as we speak. Do you remember the ten days of preparing for the latter rain we had here? A lot of you had just changed your life. Many of you felt the power and the presence of the Spirit of God in your life. And it gave you new knowledge of how to be, how to prepare your own life. And some of you purchased the syllabus, and we had some who were from other Adventist churches around the area and went back to their church, and they're sitting in their homes right now using this syllabus to help prepare other people who couldn't come to Beaumont to be able to learn how to be ready for the soon coming of Jesus. The Spirit is moving to change lives. I've been impressed by God to put this seminar on within one of our within our conference again at a different church. So that they might receive the power of the Holy Spirit within their lives. In a couple of months, I'm going to present this in a church in the San Diego area where they'll be able to purchase a syllabus and go through and they will start study groups in the San Diego area. As a side note, the pastor of this church and the church board has given me permission and a blessing to do this. It doesn't happen in all our churches. Some of the pastors don't want this within their church, within our conference. So you see, not all church leaders are against the seminar of preparing their people for the soon coming of the Lord. I praise God for that. I just got word from a group of lay people in two different states that are carrying on the same seminar in their homes and in their churches, and in some cases their pastors don't want them to give that either. But they're doing it anyway. These are lay people, they're not pastors. And I expect great things to happen as the Spirit moves these individuals. But that's not all. April the 14th through the 17th. You know what's going to happen in this church? Just talked about it last week. Made the final dates. 
There's going to be five presentations on creation given by Tim Standish and Ron Clausette. This is going to be a practice presentation that's going to take place in our church because they're working on a presentation that will be held in a net evangelism program that's going to be broadcast from Nashville, Tennessee. We are very privileged in being able to have them come and put this presentation on in our church. They are so excited about it, they kept calling me just about every day. Not Tim, he emailed me, but the others kept calling me and tracking me down. Even while I'm driving and not supposed to answer my cell phone, uh, they're still trying to find me. And then they caught me just, just as I was getting ready to go into a church board or a school board meeting. They were persistent, but they're wanting to put this on in our church, and I want you to come. It's on a Thursday evening, a Thursday evening, Friday evening, Sabbath afternoons, Saturday evening, and Sunday evening. Preparing, really, it's a part of preparation of being able to look at our Creator God is the same one that's going to recreate a new heaven and a new earth. So it's important in our preparation. And I hope that you'll be able to invite people to come and to be a part of that. But what about the part of giving light to those that are in darkness? What about sharing the light in an area where church leaders don't want it really to shine. It boggles my mind to even think that they don't want to use the spirit of prophecy. They don't want to talk about the second coming of Jesus. They don't want any of that even brought up in their church. It, I, I don't know why they want to call themselves Seventh-day Adventists. Well, a lot of them don't. They change the names of their church. But what about those churches? How are we going to reach them? How are we going to do that in our conference? Okay, guys, get your pens out. I want you to write down some dates. May the 11th through the 22nd. May the 11th through the 22nd. Got it written down? Don't quite know where the place is going to be yet, but we've got a special speaker who's going to give a message that will awaken those that we could never reach in any evangelistic meeting that we would hold in our church or in any of the other churches. Walter Veith is coming to be in the Loma Linda area someplace. We don't quite know the place yet. We're working on that, but we just got the dates confirmed. Those were the dates that I gave you. Someplace... They're going to hold it someplace away from a church building because there's a lot of people, a lot of professional people who will never attend a set of meetings in a church because it's in a church. But if you have it in a different setting, they will come and attend the meetings in a different setting. He's coming from the Far East, and then he's got a, a stop in London to speak there, and then he's coming from London to here. And I don't know where he's going after that. That's his problem. So be praying. 
It'll probably be on a university, secular university campus. But see, he can bring in the secular professors as well, too, that won't ever come to a church. Do you see what's happening? Jesus is coming soon. And we are to fulfill the message in the sweet spirit that led Elijah that led John the Baptist and is going to lead us to prepare the way for the soon coming of the Lord. We can't sit back. You just can't wait for somebody else to do it. You've got to see that the Spirit wants to make you Elijah. He wants to make you reach out. And to reach someone, to bring them out of darkness into light. All of us should be praying for the spirit that is moving upon the lay people. And in some cases, in where they are actually being opposed by spiritual leaders within their home churches. It's not easy for them to reach out. It's time today to be able to sound the battle cry within the world. Today, if we are willing to take a stand, we must take our stand for the Lord and pray for the power of His Holy Spirit. If you're with me, if you can, I want you to lift up your voices and sing hymn number 600. And 14, sound the battle cry, 614. Oh, 
Lord, the battle cry has been sounded. The church is awake and pleading for the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that we might carry through the Elijah message to a lost, dark world. In some instances, it's probably our family members. But Lord, give us the strength and the peace to be able to share with them. And if we can't, if we're not the ones, Lord, bring by your spirit the individuals in that area to come in and to make the difference within their lives. We don't want anyone to be lost. We're here to be able to proclaim salvation, not the burning fires of hell. We're here to be able to give the light of Jesus, not to continue in darkness. We are here to be your messengers. Make us the Elijahs now. In Jesus' name, amen.